When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey there, everybody. What's up? It is the Cover Band Central Wisdom Hour, number 185 for uh, November 1st, 2022. I'm Steve Witchell in New Orleans. I'm Tony B. coming to you from New Jersey. I can't hear What's you. happening? Turn uh, it up. I can't hear you. Something Turn happened with my audio again. Ah, uh, terrible. There we, wait, there we go. I think the audience can hear us, though, so at least they're getting to enjoy my eloquence of my voice, unlike <laughs> you who can't hear me. I think it could be louder, though. I'm almost maxed out on my end, brother. So you're gonna have to, you? uh, yeah, you're gonna have to do something. I mean, I can talk like this into the mic. All right, no, don't do that. Okay, no, I got you. Now I got you now. Okay. All right, so we're back I after. I haven't changed anything on my end. It's not like I unplugged everything and <laughs> plug it back in again. You know, so I'm, I think I'm good. Right. Um, uh, so we are back after a one-week hiatus, which we'll we talk about. Have, yes. And um, we are streaming live on the Cover Band Central Facebook page, in the Cover Band Central Facebook group, and on the Cover Band Central YouTube channel, which you should subscribe to. There's a link in the description. Click that link and hit subscribe, hit the bell, and you'll know when we go live. You can check out all our other previous broadcasts and other goodies that we have on our YouTube channel. Also, got I mentioned right at the top that there is a new contest for November, a new Hercules contest, giving away a... Uh, a Hercules smartphone holder. So last month we did the tablet holder. This month we're doing the smartphone holder. It's fantastic. Same quality material that Her- that Hercules uses for every product they make. We're giving them away for free. Go to coverbandcentral.com slash contest to enter to win. I'll show you what it looks like here, Tony. Free, free, free. Boom. There it is on the mic stand. That's an attractive looking phone holder, Steve. Isn't it? And then you just, it's just uh, comes out like that. Boom. And snap on and you're good to go. And it tells you it's 704. Wow. Beautiful. It's not 704 though. We'll tell you that. It'll still work. Okay. Yeah. It'll work at any time. So coverbandcentral.com slash contest. Go there and enter to win. Uh, We're giving away one each week in November. So you have four chances to win. But only one entry per person, please, and U.S. customers only. 
Um, all right, so we're live right now. Come on in and say hello. Tell us where you're from. We will say hello back, as we always do. Come on down. Like Denise says hi. Denise, what's up? Jamie is here. What's up, Jamie? George says hi from Chicago. Shy town checking in. Donna said hi, Steve. She didn't say hi to Tony. Ah, oh, come on, Donna. That's not cool. I'm not saying hi to Donna then. Oh, hi. Uh -huh. You should. Um, hey. And uh, Felio from the Philippines is watching. Liz is in North Carolina. Elizabeth. I shouldn't assume to call her Liz. You shouldn't. That's very bold. Elizabeth has so many different incarnations of the word. Can it could be Liz, Lizzie, Beth. Liza. Liza. Good one. Lizzie. Uh, Lizzie. Ellie. It could be even. So. It could be. Donna said hi, Steve, again. Elizabeth. Oh, look at that. I was right. It's Liz. See, I got it right the first time. Ah, oh, Steve, you're just brilliant. Um, a Facebook user asks, why do I have to click watch from a specific place? Why is it saying I'm just a Facebook user? Um, you're watching in the group. You must be. So you just need to click the link that lets StreamYard show your name because we are using StreamYard to broadcast. And for some reason from the group, it doesn't show your name unless you click that link. But it doesn't do anything else other than that when you click the link. It yeah, you just see your enables name. your name to be shown. Yes. Donna said hi, Tony, now. Oh, hi, Donna. How are you tonight? Thanks for coming on down. <laughs> Rebecca's in Brownsville, Tennessee. She says, hi, guys. Again, mostly women. Denise is in Virginia. Yeah, Virginia. And awesome. Anthony, not a woman, is in Kentucky. Yeah, like that this name. He's got some women kissing him, though, so he's in good shape. Is your na Well, your name's Anthony, right? It is. It is my formal name, but I right. go by Tony. Tony. I've never once called you Anthony. No. Or, or heard yourself... My my grammar school teachers, maybe. <laughs> but is that what it's on your uh, your uh, driver's license? Yeah. So that is your legal name, Anthony. That is my legal name. I might start calling you Anthony. You can do that if you wish, Stephen. Ha ha. See, Stephen <laughs> is basically the same thing yep. as Steve. With a, yeah, but, but you're not. But you're not Stephen. You're Steve. No, I'm Stephen. But do people call you Stephen? People call me. Do they say hello, Stephen Witchell. How are you today? Or they, when you're on stage, they say, Stephen, what song is next? I don't no. think so. No, they don't Correct. do that. Just like they don't call me Anthony, they call me Tony. Tony. And tonight I'm Tony's sidekick for your pleasure. Right. I like it. Um, uh, wanna... Yeah. Um, Andrew kind of jumped the gun here on, on, the, on the topic, and I will get to that too. And Andrew, i got to say, by the way, Andrew here is a, a group member. He's in the Cover Band Central Facebook group and is one of the he's not a moderator, but he might as well be because he hunts down and finds all of the people who violate the guidelines that post something that that is a guideline violation. And every day without fail, I get a notification that says Andrew Dorney has reported this post. Every day, and Andrew, you got to enlist Andrew Dorney in his. Thing. I mean, he's he's rock solid. And first of all, I got to say thank you for that. And second, I want to say that um, I do it right away. As soon as I see your notification, I look and and I know it's going to be legit. Ninety nine percent of the time, it's legit. Some there's every once in a while, Andrew will report something that, like for instance, we don't have um, we don't allow 
invites, uh, event invites in the group because it should be obvious, but it's a worldwide group and that's not your target audience to invite to your show. Right. However, sometimes people will post um, a video of their band, like a, a performance video uh, of a full song and then mention we're playing so-and-so on Friday, whatever. And sometimes he'll report that or other people will report that too. But that's okay. As far as I'm concerned, I'll allow that because you're putting in content. You're putting a video up and you're just mentioning the fact. By oh, the way, yeah. By the way, we're playing. At the end. So you're, you're posting a flyer advertising your gig. Yeah. Which might be in Canada and you live in Australia. So it's really not you know a viable audience, like you said. Right. Not a good platform to promote your band locally. Exactly. It's not it's not the right place to do it. Um, but if you're an international musician, Steve, and you're traveling the world, then maybe you could, you know, you could. Yes, <laughs> he's a policeman. He is. Andrew's yeah. a fine young lad. Uh, but see, Steve, there's a, there's Andrew Dornay. He's not Andy Dornay. He's Andrew. I don't know. He might be Andy, but he said he I reported multiple posts of spam. And if they aren't necessarily taking care of, no harm, no foul. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. Again, I appreciate the hell out of you. I, I, I'm happy that you care enough for for the quality of the group to keep, you know, keep yeah, me. Good job, Andrew. Keep me informed. Um, um, <laughs> I'm having a gig in Greenland. Who wants to come? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, Katie, what's up, Katie? Has uh, Steve always with the pro tips? Have you been using Streamer for a while? I have, Katie. I've been using it for. As long as we've been doing this, and definitely longer, uh, I, at least five years, I would yeah. say I've been using StreamYard, and it's my favorite uh, for, for streaming, for live streaming. There's a lot of options you have. You can do with graphics. Um, it's fantastic. Never, I mean, very, very rarely have I had any sort of technical issue with it, with using it. It always works, and uh, the, the team behind StreamYard are fantastic. They're always putting out uh, tutorials. There's a, a group for them. This is like sound like a streamer commercial, but there's a group oh, where you can join and get tips and ask questions. They're very responsive. Um, so yeah, I love streamer, and yes, I've been using it for quite a while. Um, but, uh, Deborah said hi, Steve and Tony. See, see, see hi Deborah, how are you? Both of us. Yeah. Um, so should I get right to the topic? Do you think? Um, if you'd like to, I mean, we could talk about what, what what's what's happening. I, I know we were off last week because you were away. How was I was your, away. How was your trip up to Jersey? It was great. We just talked about it earlier. But, um, yeah. yeah, I did a, a, an event called Funny Rama, which was kind of a mini Comic-Con uh, for a very good friend of mine who owns a comic book store. It was his 30th anniversary, 30th year anniversary. It was the fifth time he's done a Funny Rama, and I've been a part of each one of them. And my role is, I'm known as Sideshow Steve, and my role is sort of the musical director, uh, sidekick person. Because nice. uh, he does like a little monologue, kind of a talk show format, and I am playing the music and, and doing sound effects and things like that. So, a lot of fun, and it all, it all went well. Excellent. And you got to visit your home state, so win-win. I did. I love New Jersey this time of year. It just felt nice to be there. The air is so much different in Jersey than it is down here. Oh, it's, yeah. And especially I, now with the fall, right? I mean, it's definitely a, a di way different experience than being down by you. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, right now it's very nice here. Um, yeah, but, but like you said, the air is just – how would you describe the difference, Steve? What would you say is the difference in the air up north as opposed to in 
down by you in New Orleans. It's thinner. It's the air is thicker down here. It's just more humid. Hmm. It's uh, yeah. It's it's thinner air. And did you enjoy the fall foliage up here? I did very much, very much. Nice. Did a lot of uh, riding around. Not necessarily yeah. me driving, but riding around and and uh, had pizza every day. <laughs> Nothing beats Jersey pizza, baby. Yeah, sorry we didn't get to hook up, dude. I had gigs and you were busy and it was yeah, all good. It's all good. Um, all right, Katie said, uh, uh, working on a comedy TV series with Jamie Ward, so I want to pick your brain about that convention later. You got it, Katie. Just you know mm-hmm. how to reach me. Yep. Um, yeah, humidity in the South is like soup, says Liz. Yeah, thick. It's not so much right now because it's fall and it's it's uh, it's nicer. It's a little bit of a reprieve. Yes. Um, all right. So. Okay. Here we go. Um, okay. So here's the to- here's the here's the topic for the evening. Here's the here's what we've all been waiting for. Mm. Yeah. So um, let's, so let's hang on. Let's back up for a second. So okay, then, please. You want to so, recap? Yeah. I just I just want to recap real quick. So okay. I missed you. But I had gigged on Sunday when you were in town, and then I gigged this past weekend on Saturday night for a Halloween costume party hosted by the OC5. Nice, nice. So that was that was a fun event. Um, big, boomy room with a built-in sound system. So no, like, PA in front of you, like, stacked, but all dispersed around the perimeter are all these big speakers and then they have a couple of subwoofers here and there. So the sound was okay, but the room's very boomy. Mm -hmm. But I did notice that it made the drums very bright. Not so much echoey, but like bright. So that was a a welcome... You know, I first got in there and I'm like clapping my hand and the thing's like an echo chamber. I'm like, oh, it's going to be playing in a cave. It's going to be terrible. You know? But it actually wasn't that bad at all. Once it filled up with people, it had a, a good kind of sonic uh, ambiance to it. It does change when there's people. They oh, yeah, big time. absorb big time. some of that sound. Yeah, big time. And they generate a bunch of heat. Um, that was a fun gig. Like I need my and I know you were off, like you said, you went to your comedy thing, at, or your comic uh, convention. Right. And then this past weekend was supposed to be your first weekend back and you were going to be playing with the new band at Rockbox, and then you were also going to do doubles and fill in with Jason's band so you didn't leave them stranded without a bass player. That That is is correct. That is where we last left off, Steve, if I believe I am correct from the last episode. That is correct. Um, So that was the thing, and I was very stressed about it, really. Um, Why so? Well, because of the fact that there was very little time for me to prepare because I was, because uh, we drove back from Jersey. I did this thing last weekend. We drove back from Jersey, got back Tuesday. Then my buddy Jeff was here and he stayed until Thursday. So I only really had Thursday day and Friday day to go over material, learn songs, whatever I needed to do. For the Rockbox gig. For the Rockbox gig. But you weren't so much stressed about the multiple sets and the marathon doubles. A little bit, but more so about knowing the material. Okay. Uh, that was what was important to me. And would I, you say you knew before that Thursday, like 70 to 80%, or was it like 35 to 40%? Like, how heavy of a lift was it for you to have to get up to speed in, in two days 
which you know all day thursday and all day friday is a lot of time to work on songs if you if you dedicate some chunks of time to that yes i think you could accomplish quite a bit yeah um is my list this is my list of songs that i felt like i needed to learn or go over and i can't really read that because it's far away but how many would you suspect it's about 30 okay 30 a little more than 30 songs um 35 maybe and i would say podcasting is hard but it doesn't have to be introducing the science of a podcast hosted by spreaker from iheart this weekly podcast looks at the many sides of the podcasting industry from success growth and technology to the varying challenges we all face this is one podcast about podcasting you don't want to miss new episodes launch every tuesday Listen to the science of a podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you're craving Church's three-piece classic, there's no other option. Two crispy legs, a thigh, and a warm honey butter biscuit are the only way. And that's why we call it a classic. Church's Texas Chicken. Tap the banner to find your nearest location. Offer valid at participating locations. 80% of it I are songs that I've played before and know. Um, and I just, just felt like I needed to go over it. Uh, 10% played before and really kind of felt like I needed to relearn it because it's been a while that I played it. And then the other 10%, not even a 10% that I had to learn, less than that. Um, okay, so we'll say between 5 and 7% of those songs you had to learn like you never I played had to, before. Right. So out of 30 songs... I mean, you're talking, what, one and a half songs? <laughs> right? Because 10% would be three songs. So out of 30 songs, maybe you had like less I, than, five, less than was, five songs that you had to learn. There was like three or four, yeah, that I had to like learn, learn. Okay. Um, Just trying to get a perspective into, you know, what we're about to talk about. Just to make right. sure we're on the same pages. And you know, I got it. I, going in. I, okay, that's good. Clarity is important, yep. apparently. Um, I'll get to that. <laughs> Um, Clarity is always important, Steve. If you're not clear on what you want, how are you going to get it? Right. But I did it. You know, I went, I got through every song and I felt like competent enough on everything that I could play it well. And keep in mind, um, everybody out there listening, watching, I play on Bourbon Street in New Orleans. We don't, do not rehearse. We, you just go, you show up and you've got to know this. Right. You show up and play. You better know the songs and be prepared. And if you're singing background harmonies, you should know those as well. You should know the harmonies. You should know the right. material and know the show. Dress, show, dress show appropriately. Up like a pro. Be a pro, Steve. Right? Show up like a pro. Thanks, Don. Show pro. Said CBC Rocks. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Don. Awesome, Don. Thanks. Oh, by the way, speaking of that, if you want to give back uh, a little uh, love to CBC, you can give stars during this broadcast. They are a digital gift that you can give to Cover Band Central. Um, even if you're watching the replay, you can give stars. It is a way of you, you know, showing some love and uh, giving thanks for what we do because we do this all gratis. So just needed to mention that. Um, so, boy, where do I start? Um, so Thursday, Friday, you're shedding tunes. You're ready. You're 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 going to the first Rockbox gig Friday night. Correct. Right? And no other band yet, because that's only a Saturday-Sunday gig? Correct. Well, okay. they play on Friday, but I decided, no, I'm not going to play Friday during the day. I felt oh, like... Oh, okay. So they, that's what I thought. You were Friday, Saturday, Sunday, matinee. 
So they got a fill-in bass player for Friday. Yes. And then you were going to say you were going to do the double Saturday and Sunday with Jason's band and Rockbox. Yes. Okay, gotcha. So you played Friday night Rockbox. How'd that go? It went well. It's um, you know I was welcomed you know with open arms and again those guys in the band are all guys I've played with before mm-hmm. um, in that band and in several other different bands and projects on on Bourbon Street. I played with all those guys. You know, I've been knowing them for, you know, 12, you know, 10 to 12 years, these guys. Okay. And, and playing with them. So, you know, a comfortable uh, place to go into and comfortable for them to. And uh, I, I was told, you know, in the right from the get go that we're just going to have fun this weekend. Don't worry about it too much. You know, we're not going to really dig into a lot of things. We're just we're not going to nitpick a lot of things. We're just going to have fun. Halloween weekend, you know. Okay. Very busy, fun time in New Orleans, and there was a. That you guys costume up too for Halloween. We do not. They they didn't, and I did ask that question too, and I was told no. So I did not. I thought it'd be funny though if I showed up dressed like, a, you know, like a, a Pennywise or something, and nobody else on stage is dressed up, and I'm on stage <laughs> playing bass as Pennywise. Then they're like, Steve, don't come back tomorrow. Right. <laughs> now were people in the club dressed up? Oh yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Halloween's a right? big deal in New Orleans, so yeah. a lot of costumes oh, all, all weekend, um, and uh, and it makes it so much fun for us. Hey, so what's the best costume you saw over Halloween weekend? What's the standout costume you could say? Yeah, this person was dressed as blah blah blah, and really like stood out in your mind because there's always a standout. There's always someone that goes above and beyond with the costume. Yeah, where you're just like, wow, that's that's. That's some dedication right there. Uh, there are a couple that I can remember. There's so many. There were so many, so it's a little hard. I didn't. I don't know if I saw the. Uh, is, is Katie talking about meter maids? You're talking about the meter maids on the street that give us tickets all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there were any meter maid costumes, but but the ones that I remember, th- there was a costume contest on Saturday at Bandstand after we played, and there was a Batman and Catwoman. And they looked fantastic. I, I remember, like the Catwoman, especially. She was very pretty, and just looked great in that that full body that leather suit. cat cat outfit. Like, bam! So they, so they won. I don't know who won. Oh, uh, the two. There were two bartenders on Sunday night at Fat Cats who dressed as the girls from The Shining, the twins from The Shining, and they oh, had cool. like blood on their their shirt yeah. and on their neck and stuff. <laughs> And they looked great, and they're 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 not really, they don't really look alike, but they're they're exactly the same height, and they look enough alike. They pulled to, it off to to pull it off as twins. So that was one that standed out. Uh, <laughs> that's a good one, Katie. Yeah, that's a, Katie saying uh, uh, she would use the costume, the meter made costume, parking on the dance floor when you're walking around with a tip bucket. <laughs> that's her go-to. That's good. That's a good go-to. Good, good, good idea there, Katie. Katie's a singer here down here. She's great. Um, so, all right. So let's. I got it. There's going to be a lot to get to here. So let me. Let me right, get we to got. This. Listen, we got plenty of time. So let's get to it. So and, and here's the thing, too. I, you know, I we keep it real, don't we, Tony? We, yeah, we, we try. I mean, we, we keep it real. And honestly, and it's, it's it's somewhat risky for me because you know there's people obviously like Katie that that I know on Bourbon Street. 
or from Louisiana from working with that, that watch this or that are aware of what I'm talking about. Yeah. But I also don't want to censor myself too much. And so I have, I do have to walk that line here of like, you do wanting to, to, to keep it real, but also not going too far because you know, there's people that I work with that are here. You got to be cognizant of your audience. Yes. So with that, I think we do a pretty good job of doing Steve. Although Mm -hmm. in the past, yes, you have disclosed some things about, you know, your experiences that are honest, right. And truthful. And they may not be showing people in the best of light, but it's honest. Right. And that's what we're here to do. We're trying to deliver honest information. Right. Right. Wisdom. Um, Okay, Katie. Uh, (laughs) um, So, so anyway, yeah, I was, I was told we're going to have fun this weekend. We're not going to nitpick too much. And then it didn't take too long before I was, I was asked to change my tone on stage because of whatever reason. This and was Friday night? Friday night, the first night. Okay. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll tweak it. And then during the course of the night, there was other somewhat nitpicky things that were like, that were communicated to me. Um, and. But they weren't nitpicking. It was fun. It was supposed to be a fun weekend. Right. But there was some sort of stuff and and I understand it I and I, I'm not upset about it um uh, but it 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 was a thing okay that happened and again I understand it and that was a topic I picked here I I called the the this episode the new guy and talking about how the dynamic of a band changes some sometimes dramatically when you just change out one person and how that's how that's an adjustment for that one person and for the band as well. Hundred percent. Yeah. So even though I've played with these guys in this band, even recently, you know, like two months ago, and also have played with these guys in other bands and other projects. Many like Derek, one of the singers, I've played with you know hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. Um, Tommy, the drummer, same thing, hundreds of times I played with him. Vince, the guitar player, you know, tons of times. So we all know each other from the street. Um, so so you know, they know what they're getting into. I know what I'm getting into. Sure. They wouldn't have called you if they didn't. Right. Um, but, you know, now I guess now it becomes more real because it's not me just subbing. It's me going to be there every week for the time. Yeah, you're their solid guy, right? Being, as, as far as I know. So they want things to be at a certain standard. A standard that they are are accustomed to. Also, I understand it, and 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 that's going to take a little time, and they get that too. And there's no there's no mystery about this. There's no argument about it. Even there's an agreement about that. You know that you know it's going to take a little time. Um, the challenge, the 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 first challenge, I would say, is that there's no rehearsing, and there's not even really a meeting or any sort of discussion beforehand about material about endings about anything there's nothing you're just getting on stage and you got to swim you're jumping in the pool you got to swim now um so how do you cue endings or intros or things like that that would at least be a conversation before the gig because i mean like you just said i played uh that halloween gig on saturday with a sub bass player who's played with us before but just, you know, before the gig went over, hey, remember the ending to this? And it segues into that. And remember the medley part? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got it. Yep. You just figure it out on the fly. Like, I, I would get cued 
mostly by the drummer. You know, I'd always, if I knew that I needed to know where the, a cue was, I would look at him. And okay. he, he was very good, he was very good at cueing me. He and I have, like I said, worked together a lot. Uh, we have a very good working relationship and communicate well on stage. So, uh, so. That definitely helps. Yeah. Um, one of the singers, sometimes, like if there was a stop, somewhere where there normally isn't a stop in a song he would he'd be facing forward but he would put his hands up and right. just do that yep like right before it happened he would do that right. and yes. i would yep and i'm seeing him from behind but i know what that means mm-hmm. um and there's certain things that they do that are different you know from the regular track there's certain songs where they do stops and you know after playing it once or twice with them it's like okay i know where the stop is now i know to expect it i know what's going to happen mm-hmm. and i'm ready for it um i learn quickly <laughs> once, uh, when i you know if i'm learning on stage like that on the fly i learn pretty quickly usually after one time i'll remember it the next time sometimes yep. two times like we played those they they do um uh the the any way you want it by journey and uh in the second verse, they stop in the beginning of the, that verse. I was alone. I never knew what good luck could do. And then they go back and... Um, okay, gotcha. And they did it. We played it twice on Friday. And the second... You know, I, I didn't know that stop was coming. And then I'm just still playing. Do, 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 you know? And they, then the guitarist <laughs> and, the, and the drummer both look at me. No, stop. Stop. <laughs> you got to stop there. You didn't get the... No, I didn't get a warning. And then, okay, okay, sorry. I didn't, it's not like that on the record. And then we played it the second time after the break, and then I forgot again, and then I was playing through it. Duh, 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 duh. <laughs> and then again, same look. No, yeah, no. Like, 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 stop. What are you doing? <laughs> Gotta stop there. So, like, uh, uh, and then I felt the fool because I was like, okay, you know, we just did this before. I learned... Mm-hmm the fact that we're supposed to stop there, that right. I'm supposed to stop there before. So it's now it's my, my fault. So the third time we did it, I stopped. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> and then they give you the, they didn't give you the crazy stop look. No, no. In they fact, like, they probably gave me a thumbs up. Yeah. They were like, way to go. Eve, third yeah. time's the charm there. Charm, Allie. Don said, I have to use the force, which is what I really try to do <laughs> on stage. Without a doubt, Steve. Summon the force. Um, Katie, are you? She said she's a sub. Right, have, where are you been subbing, Katie? I don't, I don't know if I've seen her, or, or maybe I, I did see her at Banston. Anyway, um, so that was kind of the, the encapsulates the first night. It was that's it, Friday night's trial by fire. And let me ask you a question. So the songs that you were concerned about, how did they go over? The ones that you said, like the three or four or five, you had to like learn. We didn't do every song that I learned. Okay, so you're overprepared. That's good. Yes. In fact, let's see. Uh, there's one, two, three, four, and five, six, seven, eight. Nine songs that we didn't do okay. on this list. And out of those nine, how many? All weekend. And, and out of the, the, so you, did the, you didn't do the same nine songs the whole weekend? 
those nine songs we did, I, we didn't play at all during the weekend. Correct. And out of those nine songs, were any of them the ones that you had to go and learn cold? Yes. Yes. Oh, so that's even better. Now I'll even tell you what, what they are. Yeah, uh, Sarah Smile by Hall and Oates. Oh yeah, uh, great song. They play it normally early in the night, and I've been in that band when they play it. Uh, and then, and I didn't know it, and then the keyboard player just played the the bass on his left hand. Um, that was one I had to really learn. And that's I think that's the only one. Yeah, that's the only one that I really had to learn that we didn't do. Okay, so uh, Friday night's over. Now the end of the night comes. Everyone's happy? Yeah, I think so. You know, for the most part, it went well. It was a good okay. crowd. Um, I, I, again, there was a... See, the, the bass player they, they that's normally in this band has been with the band forever. It's really his band, but with this current lineup, about eight years. So they're very that's used a, to each other. That's a good stretch to play with the same players. It's a long time. I mean, you're comfortable at that point, no doubt. Yeah. And, um, but that must know, be exciting for them too to bring a new dynamic in because it's like, not that you get complacent, but you know what I mean? It's, it's sometimes it's a fresh, different, you know, new, adds a different energy to the band, you know? I agree. I don't know if they felt that way. I, I, you know, it may not be evident the first couple of gigs, but, you know, over time, you definitely, can can recognize if there's a difference you know yeah i know they appreciate me as a person you know we're all friends you know like so sure and any any whatever drama that goes on on stage it stays there you know we get off stage and we're all doing shots and hugging each other and, and everything and yeah. and it's and it's all fine and, and it's always like that you know we we get it what what the street is like and th these kind of gigs are like um but, you know, when it comes down to, to business, you know, there's there's certain things that I guess are important. And I, I mean, one of the things was um, about like tuning, like the, the other bass player, he would change his tuning on certain songs for uh, for songs that were normally um, tuned down. Like they, they like they do Motley Crue songs and Motley Crue would tune down a whole step. Uh, they tuned down a whole step on their, their records and stuff. So and, you got to bring a second bass tuned down a whole step? Well, no, what what they would do what the other bass player would do is tune down his his two strings his e string and his a string a whole step because that's all you really need is those two strings but for to play the whole night motley crew song no no just for the motley crew songs okay um so uh, so i like i knew that he tuned down and he had told me like i and what he said to me was i tuned down every string for the motley crew songs and i'm thinking to myself i'm not tuning down five freaking strings. I have a five string. I'm not tuning down five freaking strings for a couple songs. I have a five string. I could play those notes. I have all those notes that needed to be played in right. that song. So Perfect. I'm going to learn this song with, you know, just playing a five string and not having to change my tuning. That seems easier and more efficient to me. Yeah, just, as long as it sounds the same. Well, it sounds the same. That's what I mean. So so that's how I learned it, but but it was expected of me to to do what the other bass player does and tune down the other strings, and that wasn't communicated beforehand, and it was communicated right at the moment when it was when it was expected to be done, like two, at, three, on Steve stage, four, <laughs> well, right before it, like, and and I just and I understand again understand it uh, where it came from, but I don't think that's a discussion for the stage. You know, um, I think it's a discussion for on break or before or whatever. Sure. Um, 
so I and it was there was confusion about it because I was like being told to tune down and I'm like what and I'm thinking to myself why do I need to tune why are you telling me to tune down when I know how to play this song the the way I learned it on this without tuning down so uh, but you know so that was a thing on Friday night but but we had a you know he and I talked about it afterwards and totally cool totally straightened it out and in fact I did end up on Sunday tuning down those two strings just to to do it because he suggested it again mm-hmm. and I said okay you know I'll, I'll do it and it, it it did feel a little bit easier to play those parts with those strings tuned down like the the original tracks are so going forward what I'm doing is what you said before I'm going to have a bass that's tuned that rather than stopping and you know tuning everything I'm just going to have a bass that's tuned like that and, and play that switch it out and then play that one yeah those that's it cool. you know which is is it's fine you know and it's over, I mean, we play eight sets on Friday, which is about about ten songs a set, give or take. So that's eighty songs in a night. Yeah, and and you know, for the most part, every song was fine. Everything sounded great. Uh, there were some sound issues that everybody was, uh, other people were having with the bass tone on stage too. And we kind of tried to work it out, and we did talk about that too. Um, and it. it it was it was communicated to me that it was better on Saturday, even though it didn't change anything. And sound is like that, like you were just talking about the gig you played. You know, it sounded kind of boomy, and and uh, but then there's people in there and they soak up the the sound. So sound is a weird thing. You know, sound can change from one night to the next in the same exact venue with the same exact instruments at the same exact level. It can still be a little different. So, mm-hmm. um, so Saturday was better, but then there were. Um, there were issues with the the PA towards the end of the night, so we cut it short. Uh, actually, the monitor specifically. So hang on. So Saturday, though, you played the matinee yes. with Jason's band, right? Yes. And did however many sets during the day? Five sets. Yeah. Five, five sets, sets, and then you did yeah. what? Eight, and then eight that night on Saturday. We did seven because we cut it short. Seven. Okay. Still a new record though. Twelve sets. Yeah. Right? That's 12, yeah, right? 12, yeah, 12. 7 and 5 is 12, yep. Yes. Um, and, Excellent. Yeah. And then, and then Sunday came again, matinee. Mm-hmm. And then night. Mm-hmm. Okay. And six sets at night on Sunday, so 11. And 11. Day. Okay, so you're playing, you know, over the weekend, a cumulative of like 25 sets or more. 20, uh, tw- yeah, 21 with Rockbox and... 10 with with oh uh, wow so 30 so 31 sets of music 31 sets friday saturday sunday and at, a, at approximately <laughs> 10 songs a set that's 310 yeah so songs. you played 300 songs since this friday <laughs> that's great some of them the same songs <laughs> yeah, yeah, but still, nonetheless, it's a, it's a lot of music to play, right? 300. How many people can say, yeah, I gigged Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and I played 300 songs? Now, granted, like, they're not 300 different songs, but, you know, it's still 300 performances, nonetheless. When you, when you say it like that, Tony, it, it makes me really tired. <laughs> no, it should make you energized and proud that you did it. Like you're not you weren't tired before we talked about it, so why should you be tired now? Uh, because it sounds like a lot yeah, of songs. Yeah, you're just you're just mind screwing yourself, man. When you think of it like that cuz cuz uh 
I would keep my names up there. Ah, no, I'll keep it there. Hey, so you think it like, dude, there. I can do 300 songs a weekend. No problem. No, I don't. You don't look I, tired to me. You got to look closer. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, Steve, tired is a state of mind, okay? It's an opinion. Right. Don't um, live there. So, uh, Facebook user said, uh, oh, it's Joe. Uh, doesn't your hand fingers hurt? <laughs> no, and that's a, that's a the appropriate question. Like, don't isn't aren't your hands hurt? Like after like don't you get tired? I I've dealt with kind of a carpal tunnel tunnel thing in the past. Not too bad, but no, my hands. But isn't, didn't... isn't it technique related to Steve? Because I can remember as a young yes. drummer, I used to have calluses, and you know, I had all kinds of like my hands were all destroyed from playing so many gigs. And then once I got with the right teacher, you know, when I started studying with Dom Famularo, and he refined my technique and he showed me how to play with a lot less effort, you know, and more efficiency. Then, then you know, within a year, all my calluses were gone, and I was playing faster and more powerful and better than I had ever played before. And I attribute that all to technique. So I think if you have tremendous technique, and again, you're you know you're playing strings with your fingers, right? So there's certain calluses that you have that are. I don't know. Right? I'm just looking at my fingers. I, I don't. Yeah, I can't tell that close. But so the point being, though, like yeah, if you're if you have good technique and you're not overreaching, you know, and not playing overly hard or digging into the strings or the, the drums in in. in you know, an aggressive manner, or you know, for three hundred songs. I mean, I would think that you might feel it, like you might know that you played three hundred songs, but I don't think you'd be, have to rest up until next weekend, right, to be able to play again. No, nope, I could play another three hundred. It's, it's, yeah, my fingers, my hands. I, yeah, but it must I, be that. What would, would you want to, Steve? If someone said to you, "Hey, Steve, you could play Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday matinee and night," also. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, would you play 600 songs in six days? No, no. That, we're on to something, man. We gotta You'd have to pay me a shit ton of money to do that. But that might be something to be consider, like a Guinness Book of World Records type thing, you know? Like, I know. How many songs could you play <laughs> in a week's time on Bourbon Street? You could solicit everybody you know. You could play in like 10 bands. You could do matinee and nights seven days a week, then do a tally at the end and be like, all right, now we're talking. <laughs> Who else that's, here has played twelve hundred and seventy-eight songs in a week? Right, that's that's uh, that might be a, a Guinness Book record, but it's funny you say that. Like I was thinking once, this was a while ago, but like uh, all the song "All Right Now" by Free. Yeah. There's a the there's a breakdown in the middle with the bass part. And and you know, a lot of bass playing is very repetitive. A lot of it is you just playing that same riff over and over again, and I like I kind of like that about bass. That's one of the things that that me and bass like <laughs> together. We we have in common. We like just being repetitive, you know, doing like something. Like peanut butter cup. Right, exactly. We're like <laughs> peanut butter and chocolate. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, and I was thinking it'd be funny to try to set the Guinness Book World of World Records of playing that all right now riff for <laughs> like hours you know whatever that 150 hours as long as you can sustain it without falling asleep yeah and there's people that do that that will go out and seek making a new record for something that didn't exist before so that's probably one that doesn't exist i don't think there's a record exists for the most sets by a cover band musician in a performing act over the course of x amount of days right i'd be interested to see that 
I'd also be interested to see who else in the group might have feedback on that. Like, has anybody else done any of these crazy marathon, you know, 10 to 12 set, you know, per day gigs? That would right. be interesting to me to find that out, right? Because we yeah, can't be I'm the sure only ones, do. right? Because if you're a touring musician, right, you think about that, you're playing 200 gigs a year on average, right? And plus whatever your set is for that night. So however many hours they play, you got to figure they probably do 30 songs a night, right? When you go see a national act, right? And they, with the honor. 30 songs? No, no way. You think that many? Well, take some, if it's a three-hour show, you don't think they're doing 10 songs an hour? As a headliner? For It depends on the artist. Like, like I look at like Billy Joel's, he does his uh, Madison Square Garden thing once a month. And... He always puts up the set list, and it's like twenty. Yeah, okay. 25, so I'm thinking maybe. like Foo Fighters, like when I've seen them. But okay, even if it's twenty or twenty-five songs, you know what I mean? Let's just say yeah. it's twenty songs. Let's be real conservative and say that there's a lot of talking going on, and you're mm-hmm. not like jam packing the, the the music in there. Even if you played twenty songs a gig for two hundred gigs, right? Right. That's four thousand. Made and played fifteen. Right. That's four thousand right. songs a year. Right, I could do that in a month. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So it's like if you do 300 in a weekend, right? If you kept you that pace, right? You wouldn't be able to do it in a month unless you had another band that you could moonlight in. But within a couple of months' time, you could definitely catch that up. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it certainly is a lot. And I, yeah. I, I did mentally prepare myself uh, for the day. You know, like when I went into the first day, uh, Saturday uh, of having to do both and and then Sunday as well. And when I first wake up, I'm thinking, "Oh my god, I got to do that again." That's my that's my first feeling. And then then you know once I you know, get up, have breakfast, take a shower, I'm like, "Okay, you know, ready to go." And I kind of think of the the day gig as the, just sort of the warm up of just you know for for the day. Pace so myself. Do you, do you feel like it warms you up for the night gig? Do you feel like by it, like on Saturday? I mean, instead of going cold on Friday, once you rolled in on Saturday after playing, you know, you pack up, walk across the street, bring your gear over, and play over there. Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, not physically because I, I don't need to really warm up physically. Psychologically, it just sort of the warms me up. It's like it's like the appetizer before the the main meal, you know. <laughs> right, yeah. And 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 I felt I. I felt like it was, it was easier physically to do than I thought it was going to be. You know, it, it, because I was mentally prepared for it, I think it was easier. Um, I did. I was having lower back pain though, and that's like you know you got a heavy base around your neck for that many hours. You know, twelve hours almost. It, it definitely, you know, you feel it. You can't put it on a stand and stand behind it. I've seen guys I do could. that. And that might not be a bad idea hmm. um, to, to investigate that option or get a lighter base, which... Um, well, I've seen guys do it where they have it on a stand, but it's still strapped to them. I so said they walk up to it and they're playing it on the stand, but if they need to, they just pick it up and then do their thing. And then when they're back at the mic, they just put it on the stand. Huh. Kind of just, so you don't have to carry it around the entire duration of the evening. You know? Jamie, good evening. You're late. Um, that is... Uh, Ten, it's all right, Jamie. What's up? Ten stars, <laughs> which is ten cents. Nice. Uh, I'm just kidding, Jamie. Of course, thanks for coming in. Um, 
so yeah, like physically, that was the only thing. I I really did very well discipline wise with with. Uh, I like to drink at gigs, and we we are given drink tickets too, you know, but still given given drink tickets. But did normally, do- normally I I would drink during the day. I would use my drink tickets and maybe have one or two more, uh, but I didn't. Um, and and I really didn't drink all that much at the night gig either. And those guys like to drink and people buy shots for Rockbox all the time. Mm-hmm. So I I pretty much stuck to that. You know, um, I was sipping a little beer, but I, I had water too. So I paced myself very well with that. Also with food, you know, I made sure I ate a, a good breakfast and then I didn't really eat anything during the day. On the break, I ate, you know, something. And then, uh, so, you know, overall physically, I was able to do it pretty, pretty easily. Um, so you put a little bit of thought into some preparation for the day that might be different from your normal routine if you were only playing the day. Right? Once you knew you were playing day and night, did you approach it differently that morning? Like you say, when you woke up, you're like, oh, I got to do this again. But then once you were up, like you said, did you – sounds like you were conscious of the things like make sure I eat, make sure I hydrate, I don't drink too much during the day gig – like you were, you know, aware of the things you needed to do to be successful. Yeah, those were the the main things that I, I did, and uh, my main concern for for myself was being prepared with the material. That's now did sat the Sunday night go any different than Friday and Saturday? Because now it's your third night in a row with these guys. Yeah, Sunday night was a, a shorter night, not as busy, but still, you know, pretty busy. Even though it was the day before Halloween. I mean, Halloween uh, or Saturday. Uh, night was just absolutely the streets were just sardine jam packed towards the end, towards wow. the later part of the night. You know, it just it's it's like Mardi Gras in New Orleans. Halloween is and very fun, very exciting. And the room, our room was was packed most of the night. The other thing too about just just the the, the amount of time on stage, the amount of time because we do. Typically, Fat Cats, uh, uh, Rock Rock says four sets, takes a half hour break, does four sets, which is three hours, half hour break, three hours. So, and there's a clock, right? If you look at the, like, sort of the top of the stage facing us, there's a clock right up there so we can see exactly what time it is to, for a break and stuff. So I see it, you know, I know what time it is all the time. And um, sometimes you look at it like, all right, two and a half hours to go. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but what makes the time go by, in addition to the fact that it's just fun to play music, it's fun to play bass, play music with a band, that's fun. Um, seeing the crowd and just people watching from stage, seeing the costumes, like you asked me before about the, the best costumes. I mean, there were so many, to, and it's hard to remember all of them. Hey, um, and people having a great time, which is what our job is, right, to entertain and get people dancing and engaged and having a good time. Right. Um, so that helps a lot. Um, just just to get through an entire day like that. The other thing is, too, after it's I was thinking of it like maybe Saturday, Sunday, maybe both days. But I was like, you know, this is kind of cool. Like, I just played this gig over here. Now I'm taking my stuff over here and I'm going to play this gig over here. That's the way I would think you'd be looking at it, not like, oh, I'm tired, I gotta go play. I'd be looking at it like, dude, I'm like, 
I'm the man on the on the scene right now, dude. Mm. I'm playing at this club during the day, then I'm walking across the street and walking over to that club at night, and it's like, you know, revel in it and be excited about it because it's not going to be that way forever, right? For, you know, exactly. Yeah. So you might so, as well enjoy it while you can because there's going to come a time where Jason's probably going to re- get a replacement, and you won't have to do the day gig anymore. Or something else will happen. Who knows? But yeah. yeah, anything could happen, right? But enjoy it for what it is now. It's experience, right? And embrace it, and like you said, try to find some joy in it. I definitely was doing that too a little bit. I was just like, "Hey, man, check me out!" Like, I'm, you know, it's in my head. You know, I was doing yeah, it, but and and there's something about like, okay, you play the the first gig, the day gig, and then it's over, and then you go play the night gig, and it's it's a brand new experience now. It's a brand new band. It's a brand new room, even though it's right across the street. So it's like I'm just starting over again. You know, and it, it didn't, it, it didn't feel like either day. It didn't feel like, oh man, I played all day and I got to play again. It, it just felt like, okay, new gig. Yeah. You yeah. Know, n- new experience right now. And, and yeah, that's cool. The, and the fact that it's right across the street is super cool. It's super cool. Well, that's it's, the easiest part, right? Imagine if it was like four blocks down, right? Yeah. Or I had to drive, get, yeah, get, or drive, load right. my gear and. Yeah, and I have my rig, and I have a rig for bandstand, and then I have the rig for fat cats. Two different rigs. So you'd leave your separate rigs, so you're not humping speakers across the street, right? Just unplug your bass, put it in the case, and walk out. Right. That's great, man. Yeah, and I considered like unplugging my bass and having my instrument cable and just walking across the street with my bass, like. But I was like, okay, I thought better of that. There's a lot of people there, and if somebody knocks into it and it falls on the ground, then. Than broken base, no broken, bueno. Broken base, no bueno. So I put it in back. Oh, you have a backup and... now since you have a detuned spare, so you'll yeah. be okay. Yes, but I want to always have a backup. Of course. Brittany thought it's cool. She said so cool. And no roadie, like Quentin said. Uh, yeah. No roadie. Um. Well, that's we, the thing I about drums, Steve. Right? It's like. You know, all the gigs we play, I bring all my own gear. There's no house gear. You don't roll up with cymbals and a snare. You know, you have to bring mm-hmm. everything, and then you got to pack it all up. Right. You know? So we're typically, or at least I am, typically like two hours before showtime, i got to be at the gig. So I can get all my stuff loaded in, get set up, put the cases away, park my car, mm-hmm. be ready for sound check by the time those guys get there and get all set up, you know? It's a drummer thing. Tommy, the drummer in... Uh... In Rockbox is always there first, and and we we uh, so Saturday we played bandstand and we ended we started earlier than normal we would normally start at two we started at one and ended at five instead of six fifteen because mm. they were having a costume contest which for my which was really kind of a gift for my first day of doing a double in that situation you had a little reprieve in between I had a, a break so I didn't have to rush after to break down after um, the, the Cornerstone Day gig. And uh, and I, I had a time to go get something to eat and chill I out. I always have to laugh with, with bass players that say they had to break down. You had to put your stand away, put your bass away, wrap up your mic and cable in your stand. Yeah, I have a music stand too, uh, mm-hmm. and I have a, a, a battery pack that I taped to my uh, mic stand. What's that, for wireless? No, it's for my phone because I because I'm using this tip app, Juke Band. Yeah, yeah. You don't have a power cord that you could run to it because I okay. use I use an iPhone for a click track, 
and I just have a power cord I plug it into because the battery would never last, you know, three sets. I I have the charger, but there's no outlet. I because I'm, I'm I'm putting it on my mic stand with my Hercules. Yes. Phone holder, which you can win if right you enter the contest. Central, yeah. Curve slash contest, so you can win one of these bad boys right here. Nice heavy duty gear right there, Steve. I use this so, and I use the the juke app, um, and it drains my battery. So I I have a battery pack to keep it charged that I tape to my mic stand. Hey, now the. Does the Rockbox band use the Juke app also? No, but they are interested, mm-hmm. which is something I'm looking forward to. Yeah, that'll be something fun. Um, yes. Um, yeah. Um, so, uh, what was I going to say about the? Oh, so it was nice to have that break on that first day of doubles where I got to stop and, and get a good dinner. Like, I got a... a a nice big chicken salad from the um, so from the pizza place nearby, and got to sit down and, and so the bars don't have relax. food; they don't feed the band. No, what? No, no. no. Oh. They don't Steve. have food. Their entire business is built around alcohol sales. Gotcha. There is no food. No food to be had. There's food at at food places. That doesn't have that. That don't have bands. Gotcha. Yeah. And no, they don't feed us. They don't. They give us two drink yeah, tickets. Well, because all the places we play all serve food, so the band always eats. You always get carte blanche, whatever you want. That's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, within reason, you can't be a pig and be like, yeah, two cheeseburgers, a pizza, and give me <laughs> disco fries. Um. But, you know, within reason. They usually comp, comp the band something. Uh, that's always nice, you know. I've, I've been in that situation. Yeah, but not, not on Bourbon Street. That's the okay. only thing. Yeah. They, yeah. they uh, do get some drink tickets, though. They say, go out there, monkey boys, play your music. We'll give you a couple <laughs> drinks. Hey, now are the drink tickets universal? Like, can you pocket your daytime drink tickets no. and bring them across the street with you at night and then be like, hey, I'm going to have some drinks now? No, they are stamped with the venue, and they are dated. Uh, so that's it. You've got a small window. So if you were slick, Steve, you could take those drink tickets at the end of the night when you're packed up or just before you pack up and go get two beers, and then you could take two frosty beers across the street with you to your other gig. That is something I kind of worked into the, the whole mm-hmm. routine, too. I didn't drink during the day at Bandstand, but I got yep. my drink tickets. And so when we were done playing... I go and I get a shot and a beer, and that kind of kicks me off for the night. There you go. But then I go, you know, go across the street, and it's a brand new day. It's a brand new gig. It's a brand new band. It's yeah, it's, it's brand, brand new. It's new. like you just got there for the first time. You're like, hey guys, I'm here. Just got here, like, and I do love getting there early to get good parking. That's so important. that's another plus of of the, the doing the yeah good matinee. parking is always important. And the doubles, um, and the money is good. The tips are are good, and and you mentioned the tip app. I, I they're interested, and I hope they do employ it. Uh, we're going to have a lot more to talk about in the coming weeks with things going on with this band, and and I and I'm sorry that I monopolized this entire 
episode here. With no, but this. it's exciting to hear about the journey because I, I, we knew it was coming. We were off last week, and then, um, you know, hey, how many people can say they played 300 songs in a weekend, no. right? That, that's valuable information for our audience to understand that anything is possible. George said, uh, we used to play at a large club in Wisconsin, and the band gets a prime rib dinner on the house. Yeah. If it's a double nighter, they put you up in a double tree across the street, too. That's a great gig. Say, those are some of the perks of playing in bands. So, kids, <laughs> learn an instrument or That's learn funny. how to sing and get yourself in a band, and you can enjoy this kind of lifestyle like George did or... Uh, or like we all, we all do, Steve. I or enjoy it regularly do. on a weekly basis. Or unfortunately, like Leo says, he never gets string tickets. So. Yeah. I'm sorry, Leo. He said he feels like the Blues Brothers with the extensive bar tab at the end of the night. <laughs> well, you guys made yeah. 200 and you drank yeah. $300, so yep. it looks like you owe us $100. Well, we used to play a club, and I, uh, you know it well, too, where they, they gave the band no discount, and they would charge you full price for a beer. So we used to pack a cooler. That's just bring it, bring that's, it to the back door and put it right on the bandstand with us and just make sure it was packed with the same kind of beer that they sell there. Not that anyone's paying attention, but, you know, you want to be slick. And we used to drink our own beer. That's what you do. That's the way to go. I bring, a, I do bring a cooler, too, because I want to make sure I have water, cold water. Sure. But I, I put a couple beers in there, too. So Yeah. All right. That's it for an hour of the, wow. the first day the time of... Go? I don't know, but... The first uh, day of November. I hope you guys had a great Halloween. Yeah. Uh, enter the contest now for all through November. We're giving away the Hercules smartphone holders. Coverbandcentral.com slash contest. Click on that link and enter it. It's free to enter. And you could be the winner. And I'm going to tell you guys a little secret. Not a lot of people are entering. So you have a very good chance of winning. Great odds of winning. So get in Very early. good odds. Uh, as always, Coverbandcentral.com. Sign up for a profile for you, your band, or both. It is also free. And you can also give stars. If you enjoyed this broadcast, there's a bunch of people still here. Yeah. Throw in some stars. Show some love. It'll, it'll, make, our, it'll make our evenings. And uh, you got anything else to feel complete, Tony? Anything else to feel complete? Steve, I would say after listening to your story of your journey this weekend... I would say to all our fellow musicians out there to strive to be all that you can be. Don't be intimidated by any challenge that comes your way and always rise to the occasion. Perfect. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.